Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast episode. Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot to change the episode number. Hold on. Hold on. 69. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 48, a video games book club and select button guide and podcast. I say it's a book club, but nobody's playing along with us, and that's fine. <laughs> Every month-ish, we play a game, either voted on by our listeners or handpicked by one of our intrepid explorers. This time, we're playing a random choice. Uh, it's, well, random, voted on, uh, Umihara Kawase, a game about a middle schooler with a backpack getting brutally murdered by fish. Mostly that is what happens. Um, we'll be discussing it using the four standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are, of course, vanity, gun, investigation, and revelation. I'm your Umi host, Kenya Wase, and today I am joined by... Hi, my name is Shrug. I was going to say that I'm pretty sure I had already told all of my uh, uh, formative, awkward, uh, isolating fishing stories as uh, it involved my dad, but I remembered another one as Kenya was talking, so there's still a danger. I'm sorry. <laughs> Women want me. Fish fear me. I'm America's most important gamer, Ramona. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> you did threaten to say that. <laughs> yeah, I send, Ramona. I will send many threats during the course of this episode. Yeah. Woohoo. Um, threats. <laughs> I'm Automatic Tiger, and uh, let me let me just say that uh, you can keep the women. The fish want me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's been so long that I don't have a clever introduction for myself. I'm sorry, but uh, yes, I'm Tulpa. <laughs> Hi, Tulpa. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk did about what, my... did, did you, I don't know, say it. I'm on automatic tiger. There you go. <laughs> Who needs names? We don't have names in this weird limbo we call snack exploration. We live in a white room until we're recording and then we record for a while and then we go back to the white room. That's how this works. We've forgotten our names. Uh, so <laughs> Umihara Kawase is a 1994, I've described it as a platforming plus puzzle game starring a middle school girl with a fishing hook. Her name is Umihara Kawase. Uh, she uses her fishing rod with line as basically a grappling hook to navigate these tricky platforming levels uh, populated with giant walking fish who will kill you. There are 49 stages in total, I, I learned, um, but there are multiple paths through the game and you get different endings depending on how long you take. It, it, it's kind of interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it at some point. Um, as a series, I didn't know this series existed until I saw... No, that's not true. I played it as a kid. I do remember that. But there's a whole series of games. There's nine of them, at least. Uh, the most recent of wh uh, which was released on the Wait, Switch. Wait, there are nine? 
There's nine, according to Giant Bomb. Are you I don't know. are you counting like the like ports? Like, I would say I don't like, think so. The DS one is not really its own oh. game. It's just a combined port of like the PlayStation and uh, Super Famicom versions. That might be the case. Like, we might be looking at ports and stuff like that. I'm gonna look at the. But there's a ton. There's 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 more games than I would have thought. Basically, like I do I, not I, acknowledge. Or respect the legitimacy of Bazooka, a game <laughs> yeah. I haven't played, but <laughs> I'm sure it's bad. It looks weird as hell. Uh, Umihara Kawase Bazooka was released in Japan on May 28th, 2020 on the Switch and the PS4 and the PC, and it's a competitive platforming fighting game, which looks like Smash Brothers on the cheap with fishing rods. Very Wasn't confusing. it made by like Nicholas or something? Like one of those scammy developers? It was developed by Studio Saizensen and published by Success, but it might have been ported to the US by Nicholas or whatever they're called. Was that the Super Nintendo game we're talking about today? No, no, it's, no. A, it's a fighting game. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry for being an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, the better. Huh? I said you better. Yeah. I'm I sorry. don't think you should be sorry. Never apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this was developed and published by a company called TNN, which apparently... National ma- Network. Huh? National Network. Oh. Well, I don't know. I was very confused they were, by it. They were the Nashville Network, and then they became the National Network, and then they became the new TNN, which means they were the new the National Network. And then they became like, <laughs> TV, and I think they are now Paramount Network. Oh, yes. I get it. You're making a joke. It's not them, I don't think. That's not a joke. <laughs> that is 100% true. That's no, no, no. The timeline you just gave me was true, but I don't think that Spike published this game in 1994 in Japan. But, and Spike it, it absolutely published it because that was a game company in 1994 in Japan. I'm so fucking confused. That's well, whatever. Joke. That's a joke. <laughs> okay. Was Jane Fonda involved in any way? Or... Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, they only hmm. made this game <laughs> and maybe a soccer uh, game. They made that soccer game, Shijo Saikyo League Serie A, Ace Striker. Yes. That's it. TNN is short for Think About Needs of Notice for Human Being. This is not a joke. People keep saying things aren't jokes, and then they are jokes, so I don't even know. This is not a joke. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> not as good as Hot B. Let's be real. Ah, oh, Christ. Uh, what, about, what, about, what about VAP? VAP is definitely top. They're, they're the top developer of all time. I think TNN might be second. Ventral at... No, no. Okay, so... <laughs> I asked everybody to play an hour of this game, uh, but how long did you play, and how far did you get? Um, how long? I never <laughs> know. I did play it, despite some uh, intimations, some uh, jocular suggestions to the contrary earlier. Um, I might actually be continuing to play it right now as we speak, just to see some uh, thrilling new horizons and 
try to figure out the right time to shake my rod uh, in order to shorten it, which is uh, just one detail of this incredible uh, uh, fantasy uh, tableau that isn't necessarily uh, uh, the same in my real life. I, that, was, that was a dick joke, and I'm sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't get that far. I'm not, I'm not good at grapples. I ate a lot of fish with legs. Or stored them for later eating. I'm going to stop now. It's important to have Tupperware with legs to store your fish with legs. <laughs> Game's garbage. I stored them for further study. Oh. Uh, just to be clear, I'm saying Game's garbage because of the lack of Tupperware, not because of... Um, Hi, hello. <laughs> Hi, I've been playing this since like 2002. Fuck off, everyone. <laughs> everyone, you know, look, not to fucking <clears throat> flex on everyone here, but uh, you can all go to hell. <clears throat> uh, I have, pl- I played an hour of it for this time. I also have played it, uh, an hour here and there beforehand, and I played a few hours of Sayonara Umahara Kawase on my 3DS at one point, which, while a different game, is also uh, very much it's got a lot of similarities, <laughs> being that it's a sequel. I have been playing this game since 2000. Fuck you, Ramona. Damn! Wow, wow, fuck it. I'm off the show. Forget it. <laughs> Demolished. Uh, Shit! How could, I, how, could I, how could I ever bother to show my face around these parts again when I've been so thoroughly owned? <laughs> that was very thorough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think your input is welcome, even if you have only been playing this game since 2002. God, that somehow made it even worse. <laughs> Look, Newbie. you may you may have more experience than me, but you will never be America's most important gamer. So you know That's, there can only be one. I should hope not. <laughs> but I have played this game for countless hours. I have beaten this game and two of its sequels on stream, proving my gamer credentials. Uh, and I uh, reached endings that were not just hitting the time limit. There you so, go. Yeah, I love this game. You beat the shit out of this game because you love it. Best platformer. Best platformer. Wow, that's strong words. Um, I played about an hour and a half on a stream yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I also had played it when it first came out, but I didn't understand it at all. I like something about it didn't work in my brain. So I almost immediately gave up, gave up when it first came out the the English translation, I think by AGTP or something, it doesn't need an English translation, but, um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't get it. And this time I, I wouldn't say I necessarily like got it. I wasn't very good at it and I wasn't like, you know, doing a ton of cool tricks or anything, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was a very pleasant hour and a half that, uh, I, you know, I was glad that I did it, which is nice. So I got to the first boss and then, died on it like nine times and I was like oh, I think I'm good I think an hour and a half I've seen what I was probably going to see um, yeah so let's see our first topic as always is vanity
I guess I didn't take any any screenshots whatsoever, which is very unlike me. Um, this is to me a very odd looking game. So it's a side scrolling platformer. Um, you've got these just sort of blocks floating in space. <laughs> it doesn't really make any motion towards realism in that way. Um, you have like a little rock you start off on that's that looks like almost a, photo, a digitized photograph, but everything else is these like checkered blocks and little you know just oh. platforms. The backgrounds are also digitized photographs. Digitized black exactly. photographs, yeah. And the trees are also digitized photographs. And I think the fish are photographs that have been altered. Because <laughs> that's the that's... fish are digitized illustration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. They look they look like classical paintings with some more detail in most cases. It's a very odd look, and I'm into it. Like I I like how the platforms are very clear and well-defined outside of the, you know, backgrounds and things. So there's no confusion about what's a platform and what's not. Um, but that the rest of the graphics are very odd. Like, my touch point for this kind of weird pseudo-cartoony, pseudo-photorealism thing is WarioWare, of all things. It's the first thing I can think of. But, um, yeah, what did what do y'all think of how this game looks? I don't understand this threatening background eggplant. Um... When I first saw it, I thought it wanted to kill me, but it's just there. It doesn't move. Um, it's just there. It doesn't move. Um, I wonder... Uh, not. I know nothing about Super uh, Nintendo... Uh, Entertainment System or Super Famicom. Graphical anything. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I do wonder um, how much this particular graphical approach was uh, uh, dictated by not just you know, wanting to have uh, clarity. Um, it both adds to, as Kenya said, it adds to the... Uh, you know, you absolutely know where all of the uh, platforms are and uh, what you can grapple onto and etc. It also, and also like visually makes it more surreal. Um, the clash between these like Sonic the Hedgehog uh, uh, ground looking tiles and the digitized photograph or in the painting background and creatures is um, sure is something, but... Uh, I also wonder if, like, most of the horsepower that they have is going towards the physics simulation, insofar as it has any. Delightfully gooey-looking fishy li fishing line? Oh, yeah. I yes, want to really The physics that. simulation is definitely, like, the majority of what's going on with this game. Yeah, when your fishing line goes around too many corners, you'll start, the, the game will start slowing down. It's very obvious that it's just the fishing line. <laughs> But yeah, it is like, um, it's very sparse in a way that I appreciate. Like it does have a feeling of like, there's, there's r rarely more than a couple of sprites on the screen. So you'll have like yourself, uh, a couple of enemies, maybe there's not really any motion to the background. So like you said, the eggplant does kind of look like it's trying to kill you, but then it's not moving. So it, it's just in the background. <laughs> um, there's weird, like bits of fishing 
like equipment strewn around. I, I couldn't really identify it. And again, I didn't take any screenshots. So. Fishing equipment and like things you would find in a child's knapsack. Like uh, state field four has a compass as like forming the gate that you enter the stage through. That's cool. And a bunch of pencils. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of pencils. There are pencils. No, you, do you use the pencils as platforms? I forget. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe in uh, later fields that I don't remember. Uh, they, the later games uh, further emphasize the sort of child knapsack aesthetic. Yeah, it's pretty ga- great. It's it's very like, I mean, it reminds me kind of of Katamari because you're small. Yeah, or Pikmin. I was about to say that the checkered blocks seem to be made out of the same mysterious uh, material that the backgrounds in um, in uh, Tokimeki Memorial are, which thanks to uh, thanks to the work of our friend uh, Bachelor and our friend Rudy, the whole internet knows about now. Yeah, they finally this obscure game people can hear about and and watch a playthrough of for the first time. Thanks, Bachelor and Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game is like extremely adorable and is part of that uh, subgenre of Japanese video games that's like extremely adorable but also very difficult. It's very good, and I do appreciate how it sounds. Has like a very like uh, like it has like a very simple background song, but it's also extremely catchy as well. And it's so catchy to a point that you don't care that you're hearing it and like slight variations of it for, you know, a bunch of levels in a row. And I do appreciate how the HUD is extremely sparse. The HUD is really funny. The HUD feels like it was designed for speedrunners or something, actually. Like the info they have on it is just purely like game data. It's in the middle of the screen. Yeah, I remember when I first played it, I thought maybe it was like an emulation bug. Uh, an emulation bug on my legitimate uh, Super Famicom. <laughs> right, of course. It's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it did seem like there was like an error because like, is it supposed to be like that? Because I'm used to like screens having like big fucking bars on the top and on the bottom. And this one does not have that. They're are... sort of shoved in the middle, like Shrug said. So the, it's not it's not at the top and bottom of the screen. It's sort of at the top the bottom of the top third and the top of the bottom third, if that makes any sense, um, which is just interesting. I've not seen that choice before. It does emphasize the fact that it feels like a speedrunner uh, HUD because it's like, oh, I don't have to look far from the action to see what's going on, which is funny. And also, like, this is probably uh, approaching another category a bit, but um, because the it, it, it takes getting used to and it can be kind of sketchy and... You know, etc. Um, it is very easy and very tempting to just play very cautiously and conservatively, but having the timer in the middle of the screen at all times, and if it's your first playthrough, not knowing where the next door is, um, at least for me, that made me take jumps and try shit that I never would have otherwise i think just oh no i've been fucking around for too long i better uh grapple that fish while i'm falling and then hope that i can hit this swing over another fish and eventually i nailed it it felt really good 
And it was all thanks to something that in most platform games feels really arbitrary. Why can't I just keep hanging out, Mario? <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing, too, is that, like, the timers are pretty generous, but they do start to creep up on you. Like, I, I was struggling with a level where I wasn't dying, but I kept falling back down to the very beginning. Um, and I, I, I'm, I was pretty chill because I knew that, you know, four minutes or five minutes to finish a level was a long time. But then it started getting down to a minute and a half. And I'm like, oh, I really got to try. So, yeah, it, it kind of it does still push you to uh, to move forward in a way. And it's important because you do get a different ending depending on how long you took in total. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing as well. Um, but yeah, I like, I like that the, the HUD is like all smashed in and the timer's pushing you forward and yeah, it's nice. It, it, and it's, yeah, they're big chunky numbers and the music is, you know, very pleasant. I was, I was pleased. And I'll totally uh, co-sign uh, that you don't really get tired of this music, even though it's the same, like short little pleasant loop all, all, over and over again i don't remember it as the problem but i i didn't it didn't bother me da, 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 da. <laughs> you know like that oh, okay. i think it's just so low-key and pleasant like you say it's like going for a nice little country walk where there's a yeah. bunch of fish with legs that will knock you out and then knock Boches you into the water throwing their eggs at you yeah. It's uh, like I'm downtown and Yeah, it's uh the octopus is getting their ink all over your face. Oh yeah. Just blasting <laughs> off. Where there's Nanjum. Nanjum Manja. Yeah, that's I did watch you play it and you did and there were things other than snails and loaches. Yeah, I uh I, I got to an octopus level at one point somewhat by accident. And uh <laughs> it uh it was it was shocking, I guess. <laughs> I am impressed that this game has a induces a similar er groan at the presence of loaches that uh, Animal Crossing did. <laughs> Can't believe another loach is something that I thought while playing both this and Animal Crossing a number of times. <laughs> I'm also looking at uh <clears throat> the sprite for Umihara and it's very like it's very detailed. There's lots of little things. Like one of the nice touches is that you can grab onto ledges and you can hang on to the ledge. Um and it's not a zero or one state whether you've climbed up or not. You have to actually go through the motion of climbing up. And um so there's sprites for each of those stages and you can stop at every stage so you can just hang there at like 30 percent of the way or whatever it's just a nice little touch like i you know th this game is very interested in the analog i think in a way that we'll get to but um the sprite reflects that her sprite reflects that in in some of these animations she does like have more frames of animation at least in her walk cycle than say mario does yeah, it's a very cute walk cycle. So it's, it's in like Mario World, it's 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 very fluid. When you climb up, like the most striking thing for me was really just when you're probably because it's not mechanically demanding, so I could just stare at it. But when you're climbing up a ladder, the the detail of her head movement, it looks like there's six whole frames of animation for it on the sprite sheet. Um, she has very, very uh, 
you know, a short uh, young schoolgirl's hair, uh, haircut that uh, isn't going to move a lot in the breeze. Very practical for your uh, uh, plat platformer for the Super Famicom. But there's just because of the part in the hair and they do some like highlights on it, you can just watch it as a lodestone for how her head's turning back and forth. How much more time can I get out of <laughs> the animate the head going back and forth? I noticed that as well. Uh, I thought it was interesting because usually when you have a forward or back spacing, facing sprite like this, they would mirror it left to right to save time or save uh, space. But in fact, uh, it is not mirrored and the hair looks different on the left and the right and it kind of bobs back and forth like you said. It's very nice. It's very cute. The enemies look great too. Um, the they like like uh, they they are that sort of artist rendering of a fish, and they're a lot of fun to look at. Uh, they all have lots more frames of animations than you would think. Um, you know, there's a lot of fish with legs, which is not a thing I, I knew I needed in my life, but apparently I did. <laughs> which which kind of fish do you want to fuck the most? Oh, mm, I don't know. That's a hard question. Is is a mermaid a fish? <laughs> Half mermaid. Uh, not in this game. Half mermaid, half human, which I think just makes you a human. Half shark, alligator, half man. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, reference to classic cool Keith. <laughs> which which fish do you want to fuck the most, Hulp? <laughs> uh, I think I'm all about uh, the giant crab. That is a giant enemy crab as well. It's massive. It's like six times the size of Omihara. Second toughest boss fight in the game, in my opinion. So, uh, I see no one's mentioning the seahorse. Guess we have no Mpreg fans in the audience. <laughs> I guess in the panel, not audience. Yeah, well, we, uh, we can't uh, speak though, for our We audience. can probably argue that Umihara Kawase is the first Omegaverse video game. Oh, good point. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. I don't want to know. I I would like you don't to have <laughs> intimate relations with the pufferfish, <laughs> the bluefish, I guess, because I uh, I like to live life on the edge. Bring the pain, and uh, nothing lets blow, the edge better blow, than boy. the pufferfish. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard about uh, Have you heard about McDonald's new blowfish sandwich? Um, no, I haven't heard about McDonald's new blowfish the, sandwich. The, the palatio fish. Oh my uh, god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christ, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. I'm horrified. <laughs> Look, I think it's safe to say that all of you have a romantic abnormality, one so unbelievable that it must be hidden from the public at all cost. That's safe. There's no shark I mean, in this game, either, so I can't give my actual answers. There's a. I see a shark. That was that was a Simpsons reference. I, I, okay, I almost good. picked the shark with the legs, but then I saw there is a shark. The okay. true, the true head's choice. The one that is cute but will fill your hole downstairs with its spines.
Someone say something so I don't say more. <laughs> um, yes. Um, okay. Hey, let's get back to the timer being on screen and uh, encouraging speed runs. I'm glad somebody brought that up because, of course, I come fast. I got fish to catch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're talking um, about aesthetics. Though. I like the, the, the screenshot you posted, Ramona, a little bit earlier that I don't think we touched on. There's also platforms that look like Legos, which is also great. I like that whenever you have a platform game that's kind of abstract, like, is there a counter for number of levels before you get to the level made out of Legos? Right. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like that's in every abstract platformer. Even like, Super Mario Land 2 did that. Yeah, I Super think... Mario Land 2 fucking had, had Legos. One thing I really like about how they set up the platforms aesthetically in this game is that they all have little uh, drop shadows indicating like a separation of foreground and background. You don't get that kind of detail in uh, ah. all platformers. Yeah, uh, I see that it's it's supposed to represent the fact that this is not a re- these are not real events but a play. <laughs> I got that. It's true. Um, this is the Super Mario Bros. Three of fish fucking games. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. I can't uh, believe they ripped off Dynamite Hetty from. <laughs> uh, did this come out before Dynamite Hetty? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, what I was just thinking that. What if someone asks? What if someone checks my oh, fake Dynamite, game credentials? Dynamite Hetty predates all games and also human existence. They came out at the same year. What a Damn. great year for bizarre, difficult <laughs> to uh, understand uh, ultra hard physics platformers. Oh, that makes sense because Donkey Kong Country also came out that year. Physics yeah. platformers. Yeah, the, the only thing, the only physics Donkey Kong Country commits <laughs> is making me physically ill. Oh get, my fucking, God. get fucking owned, Donkey Kong. Look, look, if physics don't work for you the way they work in Donkey Kong Country, you just need to get to a higher Thetan level. <laughs> I think that we might be talking about the next topic now. <laughs> Which that is... is a pretty seamless transition. Uh, so what operating Thetan level did we get to uh, when we start talking about the... Uh... <laughs> Christ. We're going to move on to our next topic, which is, as always, gun. This game doesn't have any guns on it. Next topic. Uh, uh, plenty of plenty of guns in this game. What are you talking about? This game's like fucking. Well, you're not sure. That's sure. It's like it's like a guy. It's like fucking Metal Gear over here. It's like, hey, look at all these guns you can have. Look at all these guns in my sleeve. This is sleeve like gun. Metal Gear in that you are spending most of your time uh, uh, avoiding patrols. Yeah, and avoiding and... getting spotted by the loaches that uh, fire out uh, their uh, seed from their cloacas. Contemplating, you're also contemplating the fetishes the game designer must have had while playing it, too. Yeah, I didn't get any of that from this game. And also, they both serve as a uh, warning to the proliferation of the U.S. war machine and nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that it does this is primarily through physics platforming. (laughs) And irradiated fish. 
Right, radio we have to get all the way through again before we get this off track. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to start. So <laughs> the, the, the big draw is that you have a fishing rod and line that you can use and it has a hook on the end and you can hook to any platform. You can also hook to most enemies um, and then you can swing around. And you can also reel it in so it gets shorter or reel it out so it gets a little bit longer. But basically, you're using this as a, as a mobility thing for the most part. Um, it's very springy and bouncy, and it has physics in a way that that Super Nintendo games and games of this era just simply didn't. Um, well, just games, period, simply don't. Yeah, like like they they're very like rope physics. It was kind of a holy grail for a while, and this isn't a rope. Obviously, it's like its, it's own little cord, thing. Basically. It's a bungee cord, though. Yeah, and it's amazing. It feels elastic. It feels fun. It it can go around corners in a way that's like very thoughtful. You can use it as a you can stick it to the ground and then use it to launch yourself into the air. Um, you can stick it to the ground and then walk off a platform right. and use it to lower yourself down. It's just it's super cool. You can stick it to the ground and then jump in the opposite direction of where you want to go and launch yourself at super high speeds across the screen. Uh, because this game lets you use real world physical knowledge to uh, be better at platforming, which rules. You, you can stick it to a fish, and then as you fall through the air uh, forward uh, underneath the platform that that fish is on, the fish is dragged toward the edge. Um, and so long as that fish is still uh, weighing it down until it goes over the corner. That, that that that's your anchor and then you fall once they they fall into open air and you no longer have purchase yeah it's great Bionic like commando it's never did that shit <laughs> son um daughter Rudy. Yeah, this, this game is very much like uh it it really feels odd to me that Bionic Commando and uh, Ninja Five O have more cultural cachet, even though they are much simplified I, compared I mean, to this. Literally, never came out in America until yeah. sequels did, like years later. Yeah, but also we need to um, remind gamers that they spent several years talking about how much they loved a game called Ninja Five O. What a horrible name. Fucking cop-loving gamers. Also, American gamers. Uh, well, they were American gamers. They don't want a fucking cute, ga- a cute hard game. A, but a cute but hard game. My uh, memoir. Uh, also, uh, a term that has been uh, used to describe me on many occasions. <laughs> uh, uh, damn, I am on one for this episode. Holy if, shit. Uh, we are all on the, one for this episode. Holy young, shit. Young lady, um, if she she blew up Hitler's head at the end of this, people in America would care. All games should be like Ramona, cute but hard. And also uh, killing Hitler at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something Ramona does every day. <laughs> imagine, oh, imagine how good uh, Donkey Kong Country would be if the last thing you did in the game was pick up a barrel and throw it at Hitler's head and he went, oh my god, I've been killed by a gorilla with a barrel. I have I stepped away for two minutes, <laughs> and I come back to Tulpa shouting, "Fucking cop-loving gamers! <laughs> what happened?" 
Somebody tell me what happened. You'll find out when editing. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway, Umahara Kawase. <laughs> it has swinging. It has great swinging. I watched a speed run of this game. Um, well, it was a it was a tool assisted speed run, but I'm pretty sure you could have nailed most of this like in in real time. Um, and yeah, it was just they they just skipped most of the level. Like they just sort of bopped around and did all anything they wanted to. And the game is okay with that. It seems like it it even slightly encourages it because one of the things it does is present you with alternative paths that will put you into different later levels. So in level three, instead of going to level four, you can jump straight to level 10, but then that might, that ends up taking you back to level eight. It's a little confusing. Um, but yeah, and, and they're not, they're not like strictly exploitative shortcuts you need to take, but they are not exploitative, but you know what I mean? They don't feel like exploits. Um, but they are difficult. They're like stretching what you would normally be doing in that level to, to the max. And it's cool. Like they, they seem to be okay with you kind of pushing at the seams, which is basically what I want in, in any game that has physics is being okay with me fucking with them. Yeah. This game feels like very good to play. Um, it's one of those games that when you first play it, it's like, whoa, what is this? This is weird. This mm-hmm. is this is nothing like Bionic Commando, the game that everyone on the internet has compared Imahari Kawase to. So you don't really understand it. But as soon as you kind of get used to the movement and stuff like that, it becomes uh, at risk of being repetitive. Um, it is very satisfying to play. And uh, yeah, it's great. Sorry, I hadn't said anything in a couple of minutes. I just wanted some attention. <laughs> this game appeals to me in the same way that uh, something like uh, Koro Rinpa and the Wii appealed, uh, in that it's not like difficult to get started, but if you want to do any like advanced techniques, you have to really like learn the physics and uh, how everything works. And it's a rewarding uh, like feeling of accomplishment when you finally do some like crazy stunt you've. Uh, I uh, never imagined it was possible uh, before. It really is odd how this game was specifically invented for speedrunners on streaming their speedruns, considering you could not stream video in 1994. <laughs> this game is 100% ahead of its time in that regard. So not only does it have the timer on the screen at all times in a way that you don't have to look away from the action to get to it, um, it lets you save replays of what of your playthroughs at any time like and then go and replay them like it's really bizarre i i've never seen like you know mario kart had ghosts and whatnot and you could save those but i've never seen a platforming game do that and it's just really cool like it it feels like it was built for not competitive play exactly but speed running yeah was it called speed running in 1994 did it have a name <laughs> i speed don't running was... <sighs> Speedrunning was, like, wholly unknown in 94, I think. Like, the closest we got is, like, some very early yeah. Doom speedruns, because yeah, that... that was the other game where you could share, like, replays uh, yeah. without recording videos. Yeah, that was that was ju- yeah, that was just called you sent a photograph of your low time to Nintendo Power and they'd give you a $2 off coupon to right. buy a poster of Donkey Kong. <laughs> what do you mean, Diomi? What about Marathon? Everyone, (laughs) no. Have you ever done any marathon speedrun marathons? Every (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Well, not me personally, but some people did. (laughs) 
They had a really lame name, though, because Bungie called uh, uh, people who were really good at their games vidmasters. Oh, fuck. So uh, people uh, doing, uh, like, playing the game on the highest difficulty level with other uh, restrictions was the vidmaster challenge. Vidmaster challenge. People would upload... uh, their their uh, in game recordings to uh, like bungee.org, marathon.bungee.org uh, to prove that they did the vidmaster challenge. Oh my Vid, god! Vidmaster challenge is my uh, was my favorite syndicated children's game show in the nineties. <laughs> if you complete the vidmaster challenge, you can become the vidmaster general. I will. Before we get too far off topic, I will mention the one thing that kind of sucks about this game, and I think we can all agree the constantly respawning enemies are. A yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's fuck bull- that. That's yeah, bullshit. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was gonna wait until everyone stopped talking because I don't like to talk over everyone. Um, but I was gonna say there are definitely as fun and as satisfying as this game is, there are definitely some points where it's like, hey, why did that fish spawn directly where I needed to land? Hey, um small child in Yumi Harikawase. I don't know what her name is. If she has a name, uh please let me know. Uh, her name is Umihara Kawase. I'm not small joking. small child from Umihara Kawase. But there were definitely times where it's like she is above a ledge, but she will not grab it. And I'm just like, man, why does this game want me to yell at a small child? It's so wrong. <laughs> I'm telling her the ledge is right there. Grab it. And she won't do it. And I felt really bad about that because, like, what kind of monster would put a child in that position, you know? <laughs> Need a grizzled old woman smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Actually, that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, fucking. That's basically what her character turned into in the sequels. Only they gave her huge cans because uh, <laughs> that's the real uh, fetish of the character designer is huge, huge knockers. Uh, man yeah. after my own heart. <laughs> real big, real big Campbell Campbell's fan. These designers mm-hmm. just. <laughs> Bigger Campbell's fan than Andy Warhol. Just loves them cans. <laughs> but there's, as far as I could tell, there's no way to stop the enemies from respawning. And the ones that, well, not respawning, that's the thing. They they just spawn. Like, you'll have like enemies. Fish. Like fish. Like but they, fish. The ones that spawn, though, they disappear. So the ones that appear out of nothing, they disappear. The ones that are already on the stage will stay there forever unless you, you put them in your backpack. Just uh, like real life. Yeah, it's just really weird. But it doesn't seem... Like, like, I think it's timed because I did notice there was some consistency, but with any variation in how you play it, it feels just random. It's bizarre. Did Todd McFarlane make this game? Because there's a lot of spawns. Did Todd McFarlane make this game? Because Malbolgia. I don't know what that means. Um, so. Did Todd McFarlane make this game? Because it sucks. No, wait, no. This game's (laughs) awesome, actually. I just wanted to make fun of Todd McFarlane. Sorry, everybody. Well, you were successful in that. I, I I sort of appreciated at some points. I, I guess it comes for me. It comes back to um, why I like kind of like the timer being on screen. Is I, I'm sure if I was playing this on a Super Famicom and not with the ability to abuse save states um, and or rewind because uh, I don't have that 
particular model. Um, I'm sorry, I, I, I've told a lot of lies on this cast, but that's probably the biggest one. Um, obviously, uh, every once in a while, the, like, the, the spawn rates seem unpredictable. The exact spot they appear in is, is arbitrary, sometimes seemingly arbitrary uh, at a glance. Sometimes they uh, seem to disappear into, uh, I don't know, the fish zone where they all get fitted with legs. But a lot of times when like a spawn suddenly appeared and got in my way, it did force me to try to do some like dumbass shit that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. And sometimes it worked. Um, so I kind of liked having that sort of random extra pressure element to make me play more boldly. Yeah, that, that made sense. And uh, one of the things I like about this game is that uh, even when you die for bullshit reasons, it doesn't feel too, like, uh, too much like the game raising its middle finger at you. Yeah, so I, I I didn't have too much of a problem with the spawns. It was just unpredictable, and and I I would generally just die or avoid them. I was very cautious. Um, I didn't care about the timer. Um, I will say, but yeah, like what you said, hopefully it doesn't feel too bad to die in this game. It gives you, I think you start with ten lives, um, and then when you die, you have to start the whole game over. There's no checkpoints, but uh, there are the shortcuts, the aforementioned shortcuts to let you kind of speed ahead. And interestingly, they, they're not even just speed ahead. They take you on different routes. So you see different levels if you take the shortcuts. So it feels satisfying to play the game over again and to use your newfound mastery to make it a little bit shorter or to see different levels and not have to deal with the same things. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think dying is too much of a punishment in this game. If you had three lives, it would be miserable. But 10 is enough room for experimentation without feeling like you lost something irreplaceable um did the first game have uh extra lives you could pick up or was that only added in the you sequence? absolutely can pick up extra lives okay yeah yeah, yeah. so you, so you find backpack. other backpacks uh your lives are represented by your knapsacks yeah like and you those are usually a little bit harder to reach places but not too hard you know and there is just it, it doesn't feel like a game that's trying to kill you it's a game that feels like it's trying to push you to do a little bit better next time it's very gentle i think e even as i am assuming that the later levels are are deeply frustrating i would guess because i don't think i would be able to do them but i i did want to talk about the bosses they're fucking weird <laughs> the first the first boss most people encounter is one it, the giant tadpole that spawns more tadpoles uh it's such a weird first boss but it really teaches you that this game's not really about like defeating fish it's it's more about just like getting through the day and surviving or getting very good at the physics and skipping it entirely but like the way you beat that first boss is you just hang out underneath it and wait for it to swim away yeah so like it's I'll, i want to be really clear on this because i thought this was weird it is a giant tadpole that lays fully grown frogs that are very small <laughs> so it's a reverse tadpole i'm assuming that the frogs will grow up to be giant tadpoles um but yeah so it just sort of hops and walks around the stage it lays little eggs that turn into frogs and you're meant to avoid it 
and then you can knock out you want to knock out the frogs because if you don't they'll swim around beneath the platform and and knock you out but otherwise you're just avoiding stuff you're avoiding damage and and one of the very specific things you do is you hang off the edge of the platform and just dangle there for a while then you have to come back up so that you can get the frogs etc um it takes like a full three minutes or something though it's a long time and i think all the bosses are just waiting games right no, no. Some of the bosses you have to do things uh, that aren't just waiting. Like uh, the squid boss uh, is like a combination patience and uh, uh, you just have to like consume all of the squids that are swarming around you. Interesting. And the the final boss is a giant crab, as mentioned. Do you wait that one out, or do you have to do something to kill it? I've never gotten that boss in this game, uh, mm. and the bosses are different between the games. In Sayonara Umehara Kawase, the the like third mainline game in the series, uh, you have to uh, you have to basically like knock garbage onto its head until it's defeated. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's it. They're very interesting though. They don't feel like typical bosses. At least the one I encountered didn't feel like a typical boss. It was very like, yeah, it was a matter of patience, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know. I just like how gummy and weird the the rope feels. That's what you're going to be doing most of the game is is just playing with this bungee fishing cord. Um, feels great. Reeling stuff in. Feels great. Bouncing around. Feels great. <laughs> doing weird tricks. It's great. Is it rubber action? What's the phrase they use? Their phrase? There's yeah, a phrase. I believe they say it's the rubber action fishing line. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's rubbery. It feels rubbery. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Do we have any other stuff we want to say about gun here? Uh, well, we could talk briefly about uh, how the actual, like... Because when you said shortcuts, it's, that's a little misleading. It's more like uh, this game has a secret like open world level structure to it where uh, you can go from uh, route to route uh, through branching paths to different endings. And there's a whole, there's like five or six different endings. Uh, and one of them, the one that most people see happens uh, when you just take 30 minutes uh, and open another door. It just leads straight to credits. That's considered the bad ending of the game. The good endings are basically the same. But they require you to reach specific fields. That's that's amazing. So you just basically time out. You have to beat the game in 30 minutes or less to get a real ending. (laughs) Yep. Uh, and you know it's it's not actually that hard because I think the longest route is maybe seventeen fields long. Yeah, that's I think that's why I thought it was a shortcut because I'm looking at a map here and you can go from stage zero to one two three four five six seven and then eight is the boss or you can go zero one two ten eleven eight so it's much shorter but then the rest of the game doesn't seem nearly as like straightforwardly shorter here or there. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's secret open world. I like that. What else we got? Anything else on gun? I don't think so. I think I got nothing. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, 
best to play it. I will say that. I think like having heard this, if you haven't played it, go play around with it and you will come to either like it or dislike it, but you'll understand the feeling we're talking about. It's a game that's hard to, I think, put everything into words, honestly. Yeah, it's all about feel. It's yeah. it's a game to vibe with. It's very much a vibe. So, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our next category, which is oh, oh no, it's the salary man corner, corner, corner. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I always do my own reverb. Um, so easy to add reverb and post, can you? All right, all right, hold on. It's the salary man corner, corner, corner. <laughs> I think you should add reverb to each time you add double your... reverb. Yeah, I'll add I'll add reverse reverb. <laughs> Screw you! I'm listening to double reverb. Look, I'll be honest. I've tried an audacity to get a double reverb. I know I haven't been introduced, but I've tried, <laughs> I've tried to do a reverb on Kenya and uh, audacity. It couldn't get it to work. Okay. <laughs> I'm reverb proof. Hi, hi, Rudy. How you doing? Hi, it's I me. Think just, I think just because the effect is uh, uh, delay, not reverb. It's, oh. Yeah, or echo, maybe. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to play Pro Mahjong Kiwame, or some of us may play pro Mahjong Kiwame, and Ru- uh, Rudy is here as a special it, guest to talk about this game. Hi. I think this might be an unprecedented example where only our guests played the Salaryman game. Oh no, I played, oh, I've no. been playing it while we've been waiting. Oh good. <laughs> I will never play a game. That is the shrug promise. <laughs> <laughs> this has all been an elaborate lie. <laughs> We all right, well, Umahara uh, Kawase doesn't even exist. It's just a fantasy that we all collectively hallucinated. Mm-hmm. Tell us about cool. this game, Rudy. <laughs> oh, so, so oh, okay, we're we're in the salary man corner. Oh, okay, we're in so, the salary man. Okay, corner. okay, okay. Well, all right. I see. I see the host baton. Okay, right, I'm I'm taking the host baton in my hands. This is what you do in an audio medium. You because the audience can't see, right? I'm passing um, it over to you. Yeah. Okay, passing over to me. Well, look okay. at that! Look at that! Look at that pass! Look at look at it passing! I see it with my eyes. It's pronounced baton, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was um, gonna say, did you just call it a fucking baton? <laughs> yeah, I did. Get at me on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting I'm getting at you now, uh, but I could also get at you on there. I think that's how the British pronounce it because uh, they hate pronouncing French words, correct? I prefer to call it a uh, dragon dragoon. Mm, Ironically, for a group of people called the English, they sure can't speak it. There's a very adversarial energy to this episode, and I like it. (laughs) Christ. Enough about deep pronunciation. Um, Rudy. 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 Please. Please. Welcome to Salaryman Corner. Uh, today, I played, at least, and Tolba did. Uh, we played uh, Pro 
Mahjong Kiwame, um, which we all know Kiwami now because uh, video games. Um, it is a it is a word sort of meaning of quality of excellence. It is a, it is like a seal the, of appropriate. It means epic for the win, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yakuza epic for the win. Uh, Pro <laughs> Mahjong epic epic for the win. Um, so this one, this Mahjong game. Uh, have we? Have we? Can any of us remember? Have we played others in this series? I feel like we have. Oh God, I could. Look I it do up. not Hold think on. we have because uh, there's what three games in the series. Yes. Uh, I don't remember seeing uh, any of these. Uh, oh, we uh, did faces before. Wait, we have which one? Yeah, I Promajan Kiwame two, but I don't know when because I didn't actually keep track of what episode it was. In. <laughs> Hey, okay, of course. Hey, Snacks fans, update the Snacks wiki so we can know. Snacks, please. Yes, Snacks, excellent. Um, I I thought we had. <laughs> I, I had it in my brain that we thought I thought we had. Okay, so um, this game is by Athena. Um, it takes the it takes theoretically the skills of real pro mahjong players. So, uh, and that's your only opponents. Uh, is actual. Actual expert mahjong players. Wait, I was going to compliment this game for how like sad and depressed looking all of the players are, and now you tell me that they're just like actual people. Yup, that's why they're all like marked as pro. Uh, the, every single name on there, and thank you for the thank you for the image, Kenny. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that was uh, twelve plus. I just moved yeah. it down. Okay, so yeah, it says it says like Takashi Pro. Um, I guess they're using um because this is this is uh, sponsored or. Uh, financed by uh, the Japanese Pro Mahjong Association, so this is literally a, this is literally a recruitment tool. Okay, <laughs> you know America's Army. Yeah, well, this is this is Japan's Mahjong. They they can't have a standing army, so they'll have a standing Mahjong League. <laughs> um, and then once you get into it, um, it's uh, it's pretty decent mahjong i think i my, my my memories of the game are already falling into my head even though i played it two days ago but i think while i was playing it with uh with some of these friends in the room i said I, this music makes me want to kill myself uh, <laughs> yeah that, that sounds like a decent mahjong game <laughs> that sounds pretty standard to me honestly <laughs> uh so i did have one question about this game is this one designed for using a custom controller um, I don't think so. I don't see. I didn't see that on the box art. At least I didn't uh, check. I didn't check the manual uh, for this one, and nothing about it on the uh, various Japanese websites I looked at. Because the default controls in this are really strange. Having to press down uh, to select whether or not you're going to uh, down on the D-pad to select whether or not you're going to like call uh, uh, chi or pawn or whatever. Uh, you know, standard Mahjong uh, mechanics. Uh, Actually, that just um, felt like a really odd touch, given what I'm used to, which is just like using the face buttons while playing Mahjong. And I think compared to some of the other Mahjong games we've had to play, like I appreciate this one because the tiles are easily readable. I, I distinctly remember one of the other Mahjong games we've played, the tiles were very hard to read. So mm-hmm. great job, uh, pro Mahjong Kiwami. Yeah, uh, and I have to give props for the animation of after you roll dice, seeing the table uh, uh, transition to a perspective correct table. Uh, that 
that was hand animated. That wasn't like mode seven or anything. So I'm just like impressed that they went through the extra steps of doing that. Oh, that's what that is. I was like, whoa, that looked really cool. I, since you're here and you're the only person I personally know who has all three of these qualities, speaks Japanese, knows the rules of Mahjong, and has played every Game Boy game, I had a question for you. <laughs> uh, sure. All right. Did, did, did you play the Game Boy Color games too, or just Game Boy games? Uh, game Boy Color. But uh, I, I meant that was, you know, jeez, uh, way too long ago now. Oh, I, I thought this might stick out in your head, though. I, I saw a game called Gambler Densetsu Tetsuya which is like uh, based on a manga where the whole thing is they all cheat at Mahjong. And I was oh, curious cool. if you noticed, if you, if you remember noticing when you played that game, if there were mechanics for cheating. No, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you in private. I'll, I'll, send, I'll slide your DMs for that one. I love it. <laughs> I don't think there's any cheating in pro Mahjong Kiwame because uh, if you, from what I understand from reading Mahjong manga, if you cheat at Mahjong, you will be murdered. Yeah, that's uh, that's what this whole manga is about. It's like this post World War II, like mahjong pro, and the whole skill is to learn how to cheat without getting caught. But there's good cheaters and bad cheaters. It's all very anime. It sounds amazingly bad. And uh, usually, you're supposed to like, uh, from what I understand from mahjong manga, the real way to play mahjong is to hook your body up to a, a blood badge, and as you lose points, you lose blood. It sounds like fucking. Uh, a visual novel starring teens. Are you confusing this Mahjong with Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Blood Yu-Gi-Oh is a thing. That's oh, Yu-Gi-Oh is just a rip-off of Mahjong. I'm pretty sure that every single uh, game you can play on a tabletop has a manga about it where if you lose, uh, you die in increasingly absurd ways. Oh, this Kana, is like you the first to, chapter. You, want, you wanted to see all their sad faces. Well, there's all their sad faces. Quit spoiling <laughs> my Beyblade Dujin. <laughs> God. Upcoming. They, they look even sadder on the box arts. Yeah, they're really sad. <laughs> uh... All like, right. Well, there you go. Like, well, I, I, I do have something here. Since we're so many jokes, I don't want to step on anyone's jokes. That's a different podcast. Um, uh, the uh, so important to note: uh, this game is available on Project Egg, uh, which you don't know of, is a uh, video game download service that has lots of uh, lots of old PC games, but also apparently it's the Super Famicom version of uh, Pro Mahjong Kiwame. So, if you want to, in some form, actually support. Athena, which I don't even know if Athena still exists. Uh, again, I have a child. I don't have time to to dig into whether a Japanese Mahjong company uh, still exists in 2021. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they went defunct seven years ago, according to Wikipedia. Rip. Um, but you get but so someone's getting money for uh, if you buy you can buy this game. You can buy this game legitimately, and I, which we all did. I probably will after this mm-hmm. cast, just to be nice. <laughs> Actually, probably could all buy this one legitimately. It's not exactly. <laughs> give- uh, you be buy it legitimately again. We don't. We don't do the uh, e word on here. We yeah. don't. We don't do the e word, and we don't talk about the a word either. This game is cheap <laughs> enough that we could probably, if like international shipping wasn't a thing, 
we could probably have like a a Patreon tier where we would send you a copy. Of this game. <laughs> oh, one thing I I also noticed about this game is that you can set uh, it gives you like all of the options for like optional scoring mechanics uh, that you can set like right before you start a game, and I was just impressed with that attention to detail because that's not something I've seen in many of the other Mahjong playing uh, games we've played for this podcast. But separates the pros from the amateurs. From the from the from the nose. Separates the pros from the nose. If you do play Mahjong, this game has one hundred and twenty uh puzzles for you to indulge in. One hundred and twenty okay. Mahjong puzzles. Uh designed by the pros. So that uh, you can, so you can get so you can get owned. Pro style. I also want to highlight that one of the players I I uh, selected in my uh in, in my screenshot Ide uh, apparently had a spin-off Mahjong game made by Athena. It was the last game they ever released. Can you imagine being a, a pro Mahjong player? Are you getting televised? Is it like the poker fad of the kind early of. Wild. Just I mean, like... uh, w- when we have a shogi game, I'll talk about the current state of uh, popular shogi. Televised shogi. All right. Anything else on this game? <laughs> nope. No. no. And, and it's just Mahjong. There's nothing else to Mahjong. it. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out, Rudy. Thanks for telling us about this game. If oh, I ain't to... got nowhere to go. Oh, no. Yeah, if you want to stay around, that's great. I just didn't so want to. What are your thoughts on rubbery action? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I noticed we're out of gun, Tulpa. I'm, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late for me to. Talk about my rubber action. Oh, I just want to hear what your thoughts are on that phrase. We're we're an investigation, right? Yeah. Welcome to the next. <laughs> sorry. Welcome to the next phase of exploration. Rubbery action, uh, and also investigation. Music cue. Um, yeah, investigation. Fuck, there's a bunch of stuff. Tell us what you've. What's your immediate reaction to rubbery action, Rudy? My my reaction to rubbery action is it doesn't stick on me and it bounces back on you because you're glue. Oh, okay. If I sniff myself, will I get high? Only one way to find out. <laughs> well, um, right what back. kind of lubricants are safe to use with this game? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Uh, I think I think you want to use alcohol-based lubricants with this game, so you don't short out the electronics, or it, it uh, evaporates faster. Um, fucking Christ! So we're talking about investigation, which is where we we dig up stuff outside of the game, which we're we're very far outside of the game now. Talk about manuals, art books, game FAQs, I guess. Anything but more more rubbery action. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Um, there is an art book for this game, which I will put a link to in the description because it's just an, an how do you pronounce that? Imager, I M G U R, whatever. Imger, uh, Imger. I hate it. I hate that so bad. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's fine. I think it, it came out after the second game or slightly before the second game. So they've aged up this middle schooler to hopefully at least a high schooler because it's yeah, she was a high schooler in the second game. Yeah, okay, good. 
but yeah, it's, you know, you know, I didn't see anything in there that was blowing my mind, though. It wasn't, like, changing how I thought about the game. Uh, there's actually very many art books uh, associated with this game and this series, including uh, the character designer had an entire, like, series of art books called the Stray Sheep series, uh, which regularly featured, like, details from the, uh, these games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this was the only one that I found that was just for Umihara, but when I was doing some research, I'm like, oh, this 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 guy has done a bunch of stuff. And he sure is horny. Mm-hmm. For Big Baps. <laughs> uh, man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps this can be a challenger to the master of breasts. <laughs> See? Uh, Langrisser 2. Did I get it right? Yeah, you totally yes. did. Remembered something. Also, so, a man after my own heart. It's wild, because like, I barely remember that shit. That was two years ago. Something about Master of Breasts really struck with me. <laughs> yeah, especially because, didn't I, I forget if I went in on the podcast where I did the hard-hitting journalism to find out that that was just something some American website came up with. <laughs> I, I I think so. I seem I think I remember the podcasts I'm not on better than the ones I'm on. <laughs> I wonder. There, there's a manga based on Umihara Kawase that was released only ten months after the game came out. If you wish to actually become the new master of breast, do you have to challenge the old master of breast? In like, yeah, it's the mysterious. A the mysterious uh, sacred grove where where lives it's actually a peach orchard no a pomegranate orchard excuse me I misspoke it's a lot like Iron Chef but not like the good Iron Chef like the weird one where people always come on to try and beat Bobby Flay that one it's like two men Enacting both the 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 uh, ascension of the priesthood at Nimai is definitely uh, mostly speculated and accurately on by uh, uh, George uh, Fraser. I think he was Fraser in the Golden Bough, um, combined with um, Iron Chef and uh, dudes that really like drawn boobs. Speaking of Iron Chef, I have a I have an actual uh, investigation here. What? Yes. But um, I was just going to talk about how the new master must win by drawing boobs on the old master. <laughs> and, I mean, feels like you got there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really I don't really have anything after that. So please proceed. Okay. So, um, uh, do we all know what Umihara Kawase means? If we don't, uh, I'm going to explain for the audience. Um, Umihara Kawase, it, the name is a is a is a fisherman saying. Umihara Kawase, uh, it's referring to the positions of the fish and which is the most delicious. Um, umihara meaning uh, umi meaning ocean, hara meaning side uh, or flesh. Um, in this case, it means the side of the fish, and kawa meaning river, se mean back. So. So freshwater fish are more delicious along the spine, and um, and and, of, and saltwater fish are more delicious along the side. Um, this has come up and been useful to me uh, 
while I'm while I'm at while I've quickly become older and just sit on the couch and watch Japanese television, um, because about once a year there will be a a uh, a question posed to whatever the host of the TV show, and they go, "Do you know what the most delicious part of a freshwater fish is?" And I go, "I know this. I know this. I know Linux. This is Linux. Miharu Kawase." And I always have a good time uh, yelling at the TV that I know. I know the answer. <laughs> TV gives you a free fish as your reward. Ooh, there's a soundtrack. Do have we talked about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, this is a series that still exists uh, to this day. Like, there's a weird battle royale one, or mm-hmm. not battle royale, but like Smash Brothers one that came yeah. out last year. Yeah, yeah. It looked, another year, uh, we'll get a battle royale out of it. Yeah. You could definitely, if you had a massive map that, like, you had to platform your way through, and the the ring got smaller and smaller, and then you would collect fish to throw at other umiharas, then yeah, that's the whole game. You're done. coming down the switch very soon. Sounds like the the legend of umihara uh, four pole adventures. Uh, Rudy, do you, uh, you could explain this uh, bit of trivia about uh, the name of the company that made you Mihara Kawase? Uh, TNN is apparently short for Think About Needs of Notice for Human Being. Okay. <laughs> uh, what could that possibly mean? Um, well, I'm. I would desperately, desperately need to go to if they have a Wikipedia page because that's going to be the Japanese Wikipedia. It's going to be the, the fastest way for me to possibly find an answer to this que- to this bizarre question. Incredible. <laughs> uh, Pururun Timer Umihara Kawase is a timer application made for Android devices, which is available for free download from the Google Play Store. Whatever you choose from all the different timers, uh, artwork of Kawase will be shown on the screen as well. The same artwork used on the cover of some book. With gyroscopic functionality, moving your device around will make Kawase rotate slightly, creating a sort of 3D effect. So there's there's a thing. Uh, did did Rudy, when I was gone, did you talk about what Umihara Kawase means? Because I don't, we haven't yes. covered it. Okay, good. Great. Well, yeah, I'll cut That's that part way out. Way more aggressively nasty than I meant. <laughs> Sound? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. We're sick of your bullshit. We're sick of your motherfucking bullshit asking for Mahara Kawase's meaning. Shut up, Kenya. Shut up. I'm taking over the podcast now. It's my fucking podcast now. Shut up. Nobody gets to talk but Tigress. Oh, it's- hell yeah. Someone translated the strategy guides titled Umihara Kawase Hyper Technique. Oh. I had a question for the audience, or for the, for the panel. What's your favorite fish? Do you eat fish? I, I, I don't know how many vegetarians are, we have around here, but what's your favorite kind of fish? Uh, I haddock fish and chips. See, I like a good tuna steak. Can't go wrong with a tuna steak. Feels fancy, too. I'm from New Jersey and eat at, ate at diners in an unhealthy amount, so I love a good tuna melt. I like um, I like tuna. I also like salmon because they're both very cheap at the grocery store. 
And I also enjoy the occasional catfish sandwich from a uh, barbecue place that is uh, relatively close to where I live. For a person who loves this game, I I, I actually hate seafood. (laughs) Mm. I'm extremely basic. And I like halibut. Probably because uh, I was so near waters where they caught them in beautiful southeast Alaska for all those seasons and I hated it but I a friend of mine did become a fisherman after a family tragedy a fisherwoman actually a 10 minute story goes here uh bye so so, so when when y'all are like I, I'm I should have opinions about this I'm a 36 year old that has opinions about everything but when I'm in a grocery store and I see all the fish I'm like I I don't know <laughs> really yeah i don't really buy fish from a grocery store like i don't i think i only eat fish at a restaurant because it's too much pressure to like think about it's too much pressure when it's like all right here's this here's the seven that we've caught today here's the catch of the day and it's like i don't i don't know what the... <laughs> well see the thing for me is like i don't want to get a whole fish or i don't have to process it but i'll buy salmon i know i can cook salmon Salmon's pretty good does shrimp count as fish? Because shrimp would actually be my is my favorite kind of seafood by far. Yes, the shrimp are indeed fish. We're getting technical. Fish isn't a technical term, so it encompasses fish of the beach kind of things. Fish of the beach. <laughs> yeah, well then it's then it is definitely shrimp. I love shrimp. There's a Ooh, eel. Saver. I've had eel too. Eel's good. Eel's good. There's a lot of eel eaten in this game. Very uh, oily. Very oily food. I'm allergic to eels, which is a shame because they're delicious. I have nightmares about uh, That's a very specific eels. allergy. <laughs> yeah, and I only realized because I found out that eating eel sushi isn't supposed to feel like swallowing knives. <laughs> <laughs> Shrug. I'd like to dig in on what you just said. <laughs> do, you, do you have nightmares? What did I say? You have nightmares about eels? Oh, yeah. I'm not as much as I used to. But um, I used to have a lot of dreams about uh, floating in uh, an endless uh, uh, undersea, dark, dark undersea void. Um, And uh, there were uh, gigantic moray eels there and uh, that I was very, very afraid of. Mario 64 really did a number on our generation, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's... I mean, I I know that like nine thousand years ago, I talked about uh, on uh, uh, the main main SB uh, podcast. I talked about how the like the scariest things I've ever experienced in games have been um, any time that I have to be in water fighting something because <laughs> it had, I like have this this uh, elemental fear of these situations. From since I was very young. You know, I was going to say, I'm not sure I feel the same way. Then I realized that I've been playing uh, the, the Mario All- 3D All-Stars collection lately. And I just got to the point where I had, like, it can the eel come out to play in Mario 64? And I just stopped on that world and moved on. Just so, <laughs> so just fucking like, creepy. In there, it's looking a creepy, out of that. Yeah. It's the creepiest shit. And it's so <laughs> unpredictable, like how it moves. Well, see, I love the eel. I don't know that. Miharakawasi gives us 
The chance for revenge. <laughs> can finally we can <laughs> and stuff them in our bags. <laughs> uh, but based on the name, I did want to ask uh, an investigation of the video game itself. Does this game also have freshwater fish, or is it all saltwater fish? Well, let's look at the sprite sheet again. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Side note: uh, there is a pretty adorable eel picture that I know of. So there is. One of the first things you encounter looks like a goldfish or a koi, which are freshwater, right? And then, but eels are salt, blowfish are saltwater. So we have, we have at least representatives of both. Uh, the loaches uh, that are frequently mistaken as eels are in fact freshwater fish. Yeah, so we've, we've got both. Um, and, and you've got, you got catfish. Catfish are generally yeah. freshwater. And you've got octopus, which are definitely salt water so yeah yeah they, there's representations of both that's good that's so now i know you know if i get the catfish i want to go, i want to go for the meaty sides mm-hmm. and if yeah I get this, this if i want to get this eel or no no i want to get i want to get that meaty back wait i'm confused <laughs> myself but it's not an eel it's a loach holy shit america has freshwater octopuses oh dope wait or maybe not that might be some bullshit that somebody just lied about Theonion.com. America has freshwater octopuses. Like, this is not funny okay, at yeah. all. You're just trying okay. to lie to me. Okay, Wikipedia. Okay, Google. Why is the first hit when I search freshwater octopus a fan wiki for an internet fan product project and not Wikipedia saying there are no freshwater cephalopods? Fake news! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Topa, I have a question. What's a loach? A uh, loach is a kind of freshwater fish that uh, looks kind of like an eel if uh, you uh, don't look too closely. It's it's the thing with legs that uh, shoots uh, its uh, acorns at you from its cloaca. Oh, thank you. I was curious about that. You, you encounter them in other video games. I was like, I don't know what a loach is. Catch them in Animal Crossing. That's all I know. They do look vaguely like eels, but they have those little fins at the bottom, don't they? So that's cuter than I would have expected. Yeah, cuter than the thing fucking throwing its eggs at you and knocking you off of cliffs and shit. (laughs) Um, uh, What else? There's a million games. There's a million things we could dig in on here. Every photo of loaches are cute. They're very cute. Wait, did I have a loach? I actually got a loach at one point, as, like, an aquarium thing. Only oh. at the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad can we discover truths about ourselves. About the <laughs> Oh, God. One one thing I, I failed to, to mention, I actually made a few notes about this game and then fucking forgot. Um, this, the, the rope thing reminds me very much of Worms Armageddon, the ninja rope. It, it's pretty similar in a lot of ways so if you've ever played worms armageddon and done all the ninja roping stuff that's it's a good analog for this anyway that's all i just want to mention that um <laughs> there was an umihara kawase screensaver for windows 95 did anybody mention that yep uh it was for windows 98 and two, and xp actually because it was released oh. by 2004 2004 uh, god <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's your... cute, Scratch Monkey. Oh, Scratch Monkey. That's cute. I love that. Scratch Monkey sent little sushi roll-looking pipes. Oh, I've seen those. That's, that's that great. is really cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. 
gonna tweet it right now on the on the on the is, is what Twitter. I've heard, but if what I've heard that like one word for some at least some types of eels in Japanese means whole child. I don't know. <laughs> Why am I Twitter saying that? This? And it might be bullshit, but it was cute. Mm, uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah, it could be bull. This is some bullshit tigress is spreading on snacks. Oh, you heard it. <laughs> I, I have two I have two questions. Have any of us played Umihara Fresh, the the most recent mainline game? No Peroni. No. Nope. No, isn't that the one that like added a story and stuff? Maybe. I don't know. It's the one on Switch and I've I meant to buy it and then I uh well, we'll get to it. I looked at yeah, I it's not like it. cutscenes. I looked at it and then I said, maybe I should just play the one that I know is good and that I, I'm kind of obligated to play before tomorrow. So, <laughs> and uh, Tulpa, uh, if you had to rate the original version, the the different versions of the original Umihara Kawase, what's the best one? I. I actually prefer the slight changes in physics of Umihara Kawase Shun, the PlayStation game. Uh, they made your fishing line a little bit shorter and a little bit bouncier, so you can get uh, you can get wild results a lot faster uh, just messing around with it. Like, like it should be noted that all the all like there's four versions of Umihara Kawase. And they all have slightly different physics, so it's it's in in the serious circles. It is it is endless it is endless debate about which is the real Umihara Kawase. I mean, I think the three main ones, Umihara Kawase, Shun, and uh, Sayonara, are all uh, pretty good. Uh, Sayonara might be the easiest one for people playing nowadays to get into because it gives you a lot of like. Uh, ETH, uh, quality of life improvements like uh. Oh, so Sayonara is still just Umihara Kawase. Yeah, yeah, it's still an Umihara Kawase game. It 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 looks fairly ugly, especially compared to the charmingly lo-fi uh, sprites of uh the original and the PlayStation one. But uh, one thing it adds is that uh, you can pause uh at any point and input and like prepare your next action for when you unpause uh so, oh. they, so oh, you can wow. do like mid-air swings a lot easier it, it, it's a game for it's got built-in tool assisted speedrun to things <laughs> that rules and like where where does the psp version follow fall in a, in a tulpa's ranking uh, below all of the others. Oh, it, get owned, PSP. It, it, it <laughs> is extremely... The physics are extremely bad in that one. Weird. And they're a lot glitchier, generally. Yeah, it is a it, weird game. The prosecution seeds the floor. <laughs> yeah, I can understand bouncing off the series if you played that one, because uh, that is... That I I do think that's like the worst Umihara Kawase game besides maybe Fresh, which I have not played. 
Yeah, I'm kind of interested in picking up some of the later series because this is this is such an interesting game that it's a space that not a lot of games explore, and I can see why it's basically the only it it, it can, can they can keep making games because there's nobody else doing it. Um, but I don't know what is there. Is there other investigation? I'm kind of feeling like we should move on to... to no, we, we did not mention the prototypes for the oh, X68000. Right. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I, uh, I don't even know about the prototype. <laughs> there are multiple prototypes, um, two of which were going to be on the X68000 computer and not um, ultimately the Super Famicom. Um, and they were originally a lot more in line with Dig Dug and Dig Dug 2. Always thinking about Dig Dug. Always thinking about um, Dig Dug. And then eventually it would move to um, using water propulsion to blast enemies off of platforms and then ultimately uh, the rubbery action fishing rod. Uh, there are videos and screenshots of these uh, prototypes out there. All you have to do is do a um, search for Umahara Kawase X68000, and uh, you will find them. So for one of the few times where Google has actually been useful over like the last three years. <laughs> Congratulations, Google. You didn't fuck this up. Google it, and we can call it audience participation. Are these prototypes in, in the wild, or are they, are they just, uh, the videos are just available? I believe the videos are just available, but I'm sure by the time I say this, there will probably be a dump out there. Just, I have a habit of dating myself instantly. <laughs> yeah, it. I didn't watch the videos, but it sounds interesting they were going with a more arcade mechanic at first, because this doesn't feel like an arcade arcade game at all. It's very leisurely. Uh, so, so that that actually like brings up something I meant to say during the uh, vanity section that this feels a lot like an indie PC game in a lot of ways, like the mid nineties, uh, uh, like PC DOS demo disc kind of game. Uh, check out this cool one thing we were able to figure out, and now we built a game around it. <laughs> Yeah, and like aesthetically, it also has a lot of uh, features that make me think of like uh, Dojin PC games, like the uh, aforementioned uh, checkerboard uh, platforms and digitized yeah. photos everywhere. And it's good to hear confirmation that it essentially was going to be an indie PC game until it got put on the Super Famicom. Yep, and. Uh... Okay, as of the recording of this episode, the prototypes only exist in video and uh, screenshot format. There are no playable dumps at this time. Be wrong, internet, because I'm going to play them. Bummer. I wonder why that is. But, eh. uh, because uh, Japanese collectors are notoriously uh, safeguarded, and they'd rather have the data uh, collapsed than uh, publicly available. It's also, oh, it's also complicated. Because a lot of them will write it will rightfully complain that a lot of American companies will sell reproductions of them. Mm. Like like the selling is a sticking point for some Japanese collectors that like, oh, we had all this work to put this thing out there and now you're making money off of it. Like it's it's complicated. It's a whole thing. And that's why the video games industry doesn't do archival, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, and, there, and there's a uh, Umihara Kawase theme song insert here. That song is playing right now as I speak. Yes. I'm talking over it. <laughs> you can all have opinions because of the 10 seconds we, or the 7 seconds we were allowed to play before we, we get copyright noticed. Oh, I'm going to get copyright noticed to hell. It's fine. <laughs> I think we're too obscure to get copyright noticed for Look. the Umihara Kawase theme song. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, and plus, you know, I've got powers, political powers. This is why you're on the cast, Ramona. It's not. I don't want to hear about your Image comic collection, okay? The joke uh, is there's an Image, there's, there's joke is there's an image a, comics called Political Powers. Uh, Damn, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it. I was, you know, look, admittedly, me um, talking mad shit about Spawn earlier was just a cover. It was all a ruse. I'm sorry, but I look, Rob Liefeld. I have been informed is the Kurt Cobain of comics. Okay, oh, Powers is no longer published by Image. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. To, if you subscribe to play, to to um, PlayStation Network, you can watch it. Uh, yeah, before they shut that down too. Suck it, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, uh, one more thing on the prototypes. The uh, enemies were originally not fish. They were the pukas, which were the uh, the common enemy type from uh, Dig Dug. And then they eventually uh, became fish as the water theme became more and more prevalent. Um, before, it was like you dig tunnels and then you can let water, um, like a segment of water from the level would flood the tunnels that you built. And then you would take out enemies by drowning them, which is really fucking brutal actually video games are really violent <laughs> damn i need to i need to sit down i know i'm already sitting down but i need to stand up and then sit back down that was a lot yeah. um <laughs> all right i think i think it's time to close close this investigation I think we've come to some conclusions. I'm not going to try and say what they are. I think it's too obvious. Uh, so let's like rest, Your Honor. <laughs> let's let's move uh, on. Go. Well, I deny all accusations. I uh, may have just found, um, you know, re- regarding uh, investigations. I may have just found a uh, game description on steam that uh improperly uh characterizes uh the famous uh canon 29 of the second lateral uh or yeah lateran uh council uh and um uh the one about uh, the banning of crossbows uh they 
I, 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 um, I don't know. I'm so fucking, I'm so worked up about this and I really think it would go well in this video game podcast about a specific Super Nintendo video. I'm going to be honest. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Did you say <laughs> the banning of crossbows? Because I would love to see uh, an Umihara Kawase sequel where uh, she finally gets a crossbow mod for her fishing uh, line. So she could just fire that line across a level. That's you just described like ninety cool. percent of a digi a digi tank demos, digi pin demos. There we go, digi pin demos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, good games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good games that um, last fifteen minutes and have a cool idea and then never go anywhere. Yeah, or their uh, that that Sinistite game, Sinistite. I think that's what it's called. Where it has a really great uh, like electronic soundtrack that i like a lot all right so <laughs> we're in the weeds we're, we're clearing out the weeds i have my machete we're gonna move on to our final category which is revelation And uh, in, in this final book chapter of, of the book we call Snacks, um, we everybody gets a little bit of time to speak their piece, their final thoughts on the game. And then we give it the standard score, which is uh, seven. Uh, how many out of seven? Uh, loach sperm. <laughs> no, Loach Cloaca. There we go. Uh, so you have to rate it on a scale of 7 Loach Cloaca. Um, and whoever wants to go first, I'm not going to hold us to any order, just take the floor. So yeah, uh, this is a perfectly pleasant game. Nice surreal graphics. Uh, I get get warm fuzzies from ominous uh, you know, black and white digitized script digitized photographs as backgrounds I like the little little weird checkerboard shapes and lego bricks and school supplies and I love 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 that that bouncy stretchy rubbery fishing rod I don't have a lot to say about this game uh, but I do think I will probably play it sometime again in the future uh, I give it a solid four loach coaches out, out of five. And uh, those are my complex thoughts. All right, it's me. Um, I wasn't here for this cast uh, until I needed to be here. Uh, the important thing to know about this game is I don't like it. I don't like playing it. Um, I think it's great. I uh, It's okay that I don't like it. I get frustrated with it very easily. I feel like uh, learning to use the grappling hook is a new job. If I, I, it would take too much time, too much effort. I've been, I've been casually playing this game for 15 years because I'm cool. Um, but I don't like it, and that's okay. Uh, but everyone should play it and get your own opinion because it's very quick to get your own opinion about the game. Uh, so. Surprise, even if I don't like it, it gets uh, seven Loach Cloak Bakers. Bam. <laughs> Out of five? No, it's seven. 
I, I have just discovered that whoever wrote the crossbow entry for Britannica.com doesn't oh, actually on. know what mild steel is. <laughs> but the as for the game, I like it. It's fun. It's charming. Um, I uh, if, if, if it had gotten an American release and I had a Super Nintendo when I was young, I could see myself getting really frustrated with it. And uh, my experience over the last couple of days is a lot of, um, oh, wait, it was actually that simple. Um, but it is, it is, it is a vibe game. Um, it's uh, uh, f just fun to fuck around in for a minute or six. Um, a nice escape into a world where... Uh, uh, a little girl just needs to fucking get home from school. And is there's a bunch of loaches and cliffs. And um, there's no incorrect things in the fucking encyclopedia about steel terminology. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, uh, seven, uh, seven loach cloacas. Out of six. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. My thoughts pretty much mirror everyone else's, except Rudy's. I thought it was good. I had a good time with it. Very pleasing to play. Felt good in the hands. Hit button, feel good. Um, but it didn't blow my mind or anything. It's not something that, I would, that I'm planning on revisiting, frankly. I might play some of the later uh, entries just to see how the game's involved. So you do agree with me? Well, no. <laughs> I liked playing it. I just don't want to play it anymore. It's like I finished a book and I'm not going to reread it. It's fine. I didn't finish the book. I read the first two chapters and now I'm done. But that's okay. You're happy with those first two chapters. Exactly. Because I feel like if I were to put more time into this, I would get frustrated with it, which I don't want. I had a very pleasant experience with it. And I'm not, I, I don't want to try and finish the game because I don't care to. I just want to have had that experience. So, yeah, I, I think the only thing I, I really didn't jive with was the, the respawning enemies. They sort of annoyed me. Um, but eh, even that, no, it's hard to say that even brought a strong reaction out of me. There were a couple of times I died where I was like, well, this is bullshit. But then the next time I just did better. So I'm also going to give this eight cloaca out of eight. <laughs> Loach cloaca specifically. Um, this game rules. I mean, it's difficult. It's brutal. Uh, it's frustrating. It'll kick your ass. You'll, uh, on more than one occasion, yell out, what the fuck, bro, at your uh, particular screen. Um, you know, I would be yelling at my television screen because I don't emulate. Um, but at the same time, Skin Rules, it's adorable. It's cute. It has it has aesthetic and art style for fucking days. Um, I'll give it a 7 out of 7 because this game owns. Uh, I at the top of this cast, and I will reiterate, this is probably my favorite platformer. I I can't really think of anything that comes close to providing the same kind of experience for me, which is just like uh, uh, that that particular thing I like in uh, physicsy uh, games like uh, Marble Madness Horror and Pawn this uh, of uh, easy to get started, really, really high skill ceiling. Uh, you can spend a lifetime playing this game and never really uh, 
become brilliant at it, which I like. It, it, it feels like any real skill, except it's completely useless to know how uh, uh, the physics of elastics work if you're not an engineer. Anyway, bottom line, fish want to have a beer with me. Women want to fix me. Seven out of seven ploecas. <laughs> That's a good review. Big scores. Yeah, this got high scores. Even though I couldn't find like a ton of highly praising words, I also couldn't find anything bad to say about it. So you know what? Fuck it. Full full marks. Um, cool. Well, that's it. That's it for this podcast. Kind of weirdly a breezy one, if you think about it. Uh, so uh, this this is the, our turn for self-promotion. So, hey, everybody, where can people find you if they want more of you? Uh, hi, I'm Trug. Um, I'm at Trugopolis on Twitter. Uh, I have ancient, uh, ancient baby uh, uh, tabletop games uh, at nub.zone or I think shrug.zone forwards it to it too now. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on the Rangers allowed being wrangled by Tulpa. Um, I'm on no Rangers allowed's Patreon being wrangled by Rudy. Um, I'm on this place and other places on this feed when they do happen. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, it's, it's terrifying how many places I seem to be now that I think about it. Thank you for your understanding. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm also on, uh, I'm also enabling, uh, Rudy's, uh, third life crisis, um, <laughs> On uh, uh, hinge problems, uh, more movies guide in, um, which is nice because I'm just in a life crisis at all times. Free fall, everyone can crisis together. Yeah, y'all should be listening to hinge problems. The the war movies thing has only made it better. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, thank you for those kind words. Because yes, you can hear me on hinge problems prime. Uh, hopefully a episode about Balan Wonder World uh, coming soon. Um, <laughs> thank and... you for saying it right this time. <laughs> yeah. Rudy, thank you for being 0.001% of people who bought that game. Apparently. Oh, I'm, I'm not 0. .00. Well, well, maybe I am. Um, but uh, also, uh, I'm 0.1% of people that bought that game, actually. Christ, yeah. God, that game sold bad. Um. But also on hinge problems, uh, there's the there's the much the the continually praised hinge problem hinge problems war movies uh, with uh, the present shrug and tigress. Where instead of talking about video games, we talk about war movies, uh, and we do a pretty good job of it. I gotta say, I think we do a great job. It's a great show. Uh, listen to that, um, and uh, uh, also uh, featuring um, featuring shrug. Uh, tigress and tulpa. I almost feel bad. The other the other two people here that are not on it. Um, if you subscribe to the Nora Patreon, you can hear me GMing uh, those three and some and another friend uh, playing Star Wars and uh, 
I have to praise it because I edited it. It is really, really funny. It's incredibly funny, and it's absolutely worth three bucks. Uh, I don't get those three bucks. Uh, Cuba gets those three bucks. He probably doesn't even need those three bucks. I think they go to cover uh, the cost of hosting the podcast. But it sounds like you only do unionize. <laughs> yeah, this 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 bonus podcast I do, or this show I do with my friends, and then record and then meticulously edit and add laser sounds and spaceship noises and garage doors. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I have never played a tabletop game. Anyway, um, it's me, America's most important gamer, Ramona. Uh, you may find me on my uh, personal website, Lonely Frontier. Dot net uh, that has all of my contact information also has my web log uh, going back to the days of web 2.0 where I have at least one post a week usually it's about video games um, so if you enjoyed me saying things like uh, video game good then you'll appreciate <laughs> reading that website as well oh and uh, I'm Tigress also known as automatic tiger you can find me on Twitter at automatic tiger. I allegedly do a podcast on this podcast feed called Book of Mega Drive, but I've been really depressed and focused on other personal projects lately. So, um, you know, when it happens, it happens. Uh, and yeah, uh, I've been very proud of my work. Eric, um, working I'm very proud of, of my, of the work I've been doing with Rudy and shrug and, Bougie on uh, on Hinge Problems War Movis, and soon you'll be able to hear an episode all about how we all relate to a penguin with trauma issues and depression. Oh, you did that one? That's great. I love that movie. Yeah, you should listen to the episode to find out what we thought about it, because you might be shocked. Oh, no. <laughs> You probably you probably won't be shocked. You should listen to it. It was it was a real great experience recording that episode. Uh, yeah, listen to War Movies. It's really good. I am Talpa. You can find me on Twitter and on itch.io as Memorious Talpa. Just look that up. You'll find me. Uh, please subscribe to the No Rangers Allowed Patreon so you can hear uh, all about uh, our Star Wars adventures, which are all canon. Uh, they are more canon than any of the movies, except for the holiday special. Also, please subscribe to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad Patreon, because uh, I want this to go on forever. I had a blast. Uh, also, please uh, go to the itch.io and check out my games. They're f- pay what you want. Uh, one day I'll revise them so that they're not pay what you want anymore, so get them while they're free. Oh, yeah. Uh, and thanks for this shout to the Patreon. I have a little minor piece of news for that later, but let me go through my bullshit. So uh, I'm Kania. I host this podcast. I also host the Pulse Wave podcast where I play Game Boy talk about it. I co-host the Co-op Button podcast. Uh, just It's Co-op Button on Twitter. And you can just find Pulse Wave podcast very easily. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just do too many podcasts because I'm great. You can find me on Twitter at It's Kania. It's Kania. Hooray. And uh, yeah, here's the part where I tell you what you can do to help this podcast. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. If you know anyone even vaguely, you know, 
who likes video games and 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 whatever dumb shit we're doing here, then please tell them. Tell your reverse tadpole or your friend named after a popular idiom. I'm looking at you, fork rotor. I cannot believe I wrote that down. I cannot believe I wrote fork rotor. Um, or you can just tweet about us. Um, the only way people find out about this is word of mouth. I'm not advertising this. Are you kidding? Uh, you can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will read it out on the podcast. I don't have one this this month, so it, this is your chance. If you go write one right now, I will almost certainly read it on the very next podcast. And you can say whatever the hell you want, as long as it's five stars. I don't care. Um, Tweet us at Snexploration, SN Exploration. This is also where you can vote on new games. You can visit our site at snes.zone. That is correct. Not club. Got to change my script. And finally, uh, the Patreon page. If you give me money, because it's all going straight to my pockets, that'll pay for hosting, which I have a little bit of, and uh, some other projects I'm working on. Specifically, I have some physical goodies uh, well, specifically pogs that I'm working on making. Pogs. No promises, but I think I should be able to send them out to backers, assuming that my process works. So, uh, keep an eye on the Patreon for for updates on on what tier will get you pogs. Also, everyone on this podcast and everyone who's ever guested on it, I'll be sending something. Come on. Uh, so, and as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the selectbutton.net forums. Oh, patreon.com slash SN exploration. I should give you the URL. Whew, all right. My spiel is over. Uh, so this episode was a random choice. Let's talk about the next couple of episodes. Um, so the next game, as you already know, if you listen to the previous episode, is Mario Paint, chosen by one second before. Um, he'll be on the cast for that. We'll make sure of it. And I'll... Oh, yeah. Legendary documentary filmmaker, one uh-huh. second before going to be on this cast yeah exactly Shit. we're gonna have a celebrity <laughs> and uh you know uh so that'll be good i'm probably going to be putting out a call for original mario paint music as well so we'll see how that goes i we might have a bonus episode but the real news is that if you go to our twitter feed right now you can vote on the game after that here are your three choices and this sick is going to be weird so the first one is Warlock, which appears to be a side-scrolling action game with spells. It, it looks like a three out of three out of six kind of game. <laughs> the next one, and I, I promise I didn't put my thumb on the scales here, is Street Fighter Two. So I don't know if people are going to vote for Street Fighter Two or not. Boo! Boo! Well, if they do, I already know I'm going to be on that episode. We've already... Uh, uh, intriguing. We've already we've, talked about Street Racer, the God uh, damn it, racist alternative. <laughs> and we already did Taekwondo, so pretty much I think we've covered it. But <laughs> And then the other one is um, called Tony Miola's Sidekick Soccer? Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Tony Miola! Soccer time! The Tony Miola? Holy shit! My tallywhacker is hard for Tony Viola. What the fuck is going on? I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> oh, I, I did write. I did write the wow. down. You you don't know who that is, can you? Fucking watch the product. Jeez. Rubbering, rubbering action. Rubbering action. Rubbering action. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. There's so much mode seven in this soccer game. Holy shit! I can't wait to find out about Tony Mail's rubbering action. 
So those are the games. I don't know. Warlock, Street Fighter 2, or uh, Tony Miola's huge donger or whatever the hell. <laughs> so go to twitter.com slash snexploration to vote. Right now, go vote. It's up now. If you vote for Street Fighter, you support international borders. That's my... <laughs> my... <laughs> you support war. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I didn't sure. realize I was such an imperialist. My bad, everybody. Yeah, I feel like if Boff was here, Boff would definitely pick Warlock. <laughs> I don't know what if that's a positive thing or negative thing for it's you an listening. acclaimed game so it's not a good yeah thing. it's an acclaimed game based on like a really shitty movie that like 10 people saw oh, based God. on a movie now i'm into it yeah okay. I, I think i think more people have purchased ballet and wonder world than they ever saw warlock <laughs> a movie written by the writer of uh the reddit franchise you are doing a terrible job on selling oh me yeah this- fucking warlock <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sure the game does not hold up. The game that came out five years after the movie does not compare to uh, the movie. Fuck that. I'm just going to talk about the movie if we do that episode. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I, I, I genuinely have no idea. Like, if this were a regular ass like video games podcast we all know it'd be street fighter 2 people would pick that they know what it is but this is not a regular ass video games podcast and we do not have a regular ass audience that's why we make the big bucks and by big Uh bucks i mean like what six dollars gary gives us five dollars every month (laughs) (laughs) so um, three digits of listeners baby yeah yeah we have like 179 audience and we appreciate every single one of you Uh uh-huh Exactly. Okay, oh, yeah. but we need to lose ten of you because I want to say we have one sixty nine, and then say, "Oh yeah, baby." Afterwards, <laughs> what is the one doing? <laughs> Watching, being cucked. Damn it! Oh, Why did God. you both steal my joke? <laughs> this is bullshit. Fuck all of you! I'm, I'm off the show. It was then, but but Jesus, what's the one oh, doing no. there? It was then that I just I just I just watched you. Because that's what I, Jesus Christ, your only way to God the Father, like to do sometimes. (laughs) Umihara Kawase Bazooka is termed a rubbering battle action game. No, I hate it. Hot. I love it. Until next time, it's not. Oh fuck! I don't know what game is this. Not. It's not Ninja Five O. It's not Worms Armageddon. It's not Bionic Commando. Damn it! Damn it! it. Hive Mind. It's not Bionic Commando Rearm. There. Fuck. It's not. It's not Super Metroid. It's not the Encyclopedia Britannica's sad state in 2021. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not uh, Shigesato Itoi's uh, Suri Fishing Number One. It's not. It, it's it's not Fune Taro. <laughs> God, it's not the sushi I ordered. Did I order sushi? It's not Big the Cat. Oh, it's, it's not, not. Sega Bass Fishing. I didn't order sushi. <laughs> it's not a tour of all the wackiest love hotels in Tokyo by racist man no. Japan. <laughs> it's hate that guy. It's. It's it, it's not um I don't know it's not it's it's not fish police. 
<laughs> it's not, it's Space not Legend of the River King 2. You should listen to the Space Fisherman uh, soundtrack. It's good. It's Dominion. Not, it's not Mega Man and Bass. Uh, uh, can, can, can you see me winking? I'm winking. I can, I, yeah, I can hear it. It may just be Dominion Fish Police. It's as yeah, always. Yeah, the canonically is. As always, it's not Chuck Rock. Thank you, as always, to Schnabobula for his incredible track playing Super Mario World while taking mushrooms. Also, thanks to our regular guest, Bachelor, for the incredible art that we have now. Go check out uh, Bachelor Soft on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Okay, here's my terrible here's my terrible after cast joke. Yeah. All right, all right, guys. Today we're going to be uh, unboxing this halibut. Uh, you can see it's uh, slippery, it's still alive, still wriggling. Uh, so first we're going first we're going to do a, do a slice along the abdomen. Oh, halibut! <laughs> Some unboxing. people say you want to fucking beat it to death with a big bat, so it doesn't fight you. I say those people are cowards. I see the say those people want to end their fight with the you fish a- before it's really started. You need a big gulp, get a big gulp of mud water and start hacking. That's what I say. <laughs> I, I have so many cold opens. I have the one where you tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not open with that. You're kidding me. Shut your ass. My extremely, um, Off-brand, usually reliable, but sometimes, every once in a while, it'll uh, make me think I got what I paid for, a Bluetooth mechanical keyboard. Um, Really doesn't like it if I hold any key for uh, more than, like, ten seconds, so I also have a... hmm? It's mechanical. You're overheating the gears, isn't it? Oh, shit. <laughs> I should have thought of that you before. Should, you, should, you should put some WD-40 on mm. there, and it'll go twice as long. Yeah. WD-40. It'll get it loose until it makes it worse than ever. Official company motto. Um... <laughs> Whoa, alright, am I late? Is the show over? Now that Ramona's here, I have to step away again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, Ramona, we just all came to the conclusion that Umahara Kawase, uh, well, literature is over now.
because everything you could ever want to say as a human being is contained within Umahara Kawase. And uh, if you and unfortunately you weren't here when we were starting the new religion, so but you can be our first customer. <laughs> like the Church of Scientology, but way cooler because it involves the Super Famicom. I mean, like <laughs> your own personal Kawase. That's right. <laughs>All right, we're on push to talk, so nobody heard me starting to sing Blue Dress, which is for the best. And then me going, I started talking about that song during a D&D game once, right? And then it made it into the recording, at least part of it. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that recording was, uh, I think the audio on that recording was the cleanest it's ever been. Just Don't so say the cleanest <laughs> it been.